Welcome to the Young, Fun, and Sober podcast. I am your host, Blazik, aka Sober Guy Journal. And I'm Julia, also known as That One Sober Friend on TikTok. Look, knowing what I know now, I wouldn't change anything except to feel more emotionally slow down. Life's a merry go round. But things ain't merry when you're going through the motions, fulfillment, lies, and emotions. So why go through life unavailable? You're unfailable. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Young, Fun, and Sober podcast. Hope everyone's doing well. Um, on today's episode, we are going to be talking sober pet peeves. This is something that Julia put out into the world on TikTok <laughs> last week, and um, she got some some hits on that. So we're going to dive into that today. Anything you want to say on it? Yeah. So this was my, uh, my follower, Alexandra. She's from TikTok. It was her idea. So cool. props to Alexandra. <laughs> Shout out Alexandra. <laughs> did you have anything in mind for how you wanted to, did we want to rapid fire this? Did you want to just back? And so forth I feel like? like we can like, I'll go over just a couple that I copy and pasted and like they really you know were like highlighted to me so these are like um, user can, so, or yeah these are the folks them. that yeah i like posted after alexandra gave me the idea i posted a tiktok um and i was getting both like comments and then people were like stitching with the video mm-hmm. so i kind of just like wrote down um because obviously some people were uh like there was repeats so i was just trying to like um, copy down the overall, um, ideas that kept coming up. So I feel like we can say one and then like kind of give our thoughts on them and then yeah, we'll works. move on, move on to the next one after that. Um, do you guys like our prep? I- we just prep <laughs> on the call. <laughs> we just prep in real time. So actually we just don't prep at all <laughs> so that everyone knows what's going on <laughs> yeah okay now that we're all on the same page here um so the i would say like the number one submission like not that everyone was saying like it word for word but basically paying a portion of everyone's drinks when the bill is split that was like one that just like kept coming up and people were even doing like um the video responses like the stitches explaining like this exact topic (laughs) okay this is gonna be very interesting to talk about because i've heard people talk about this in in different like i've never experienced this in my life i don't know if this is a cultural thing i don't know if it's like a kansas thing i have never in my life like like in Kansas, we just and and I do think it might be cultural because when I lived in Florida, I remember everyone did everything on one bill. But in Kansas, it's very common. They come to the table and they're like, "Okay, how many bills do we have?" And if there's ten okay. people, they just divvy it up right then and there at the start of the the meal. So, yeah, I've I don't heard think about, that's the case in Chicago. <laughs> and yeah, I've I've like heard multiple people talk about this. So is the the idea that you if there's eight people you split the bill eight ways? Is that like Yeah, like that can sometimes happen or I don't know. I've just I've definitely been in situations where I had to go out of my way to like then text somebody like one-on-one and be like hey, like, can you make sure that like, I'm not covering 
like any of the alcoholic beverages what, on the what's, bill. What's like the scenario? I guess it's more like when you're out with a group. Um, and maybe this, I, I could see this more so happening like in the beginning of my sobriety, maybe when I wasn't being so like outwardly, I don't drink, I am not going to drink. That was not a temporary thing. So maybe this was like, people weren't really up to date on, on my current situation. So they were just like assuming that like, but oh, would, that was just a- Is it like you, so you're out to, you're out getting drinks and like- uh, I would say it's more so like meals. Okay. And then yeah. just one person pays for everything. Yes. Okay. So that, and that is um, like a requirement a lot of the time in Chicago is like, they don't even offer to split bills. So ev- okay. everything does have to be on one card. And I could just see, you know, maybe- with like my really close group of friends, we're really good about grabbing like an itemized receipt, but I've definitely been in other groups where, you know, whoever was covering maybe didn't go out of their way to do that. So then it's like, oh, okay, well then let's just split things evenly amongst the group. And it's like, well, no, that doesn't make any fucking sense because I got either I a got water or I got maybe like a soda. And then like everyone else at the table got like two to three alcoholic beverages so those are even like more expensive that's a tough one too because it's like i know what's going on in my head right now is like oh i don't want to be cheap and and like say that say something but at the same time it's like i could have a million dollars and that's just not it doesn't logically make it's not your it's not it's not your purchase it's just not your it's not your cost and i don't i think when you're saying like, you don't want to be like coming off as like cheap or something like that. I think that would be the case of maybe everyone else at the table was like drinking more expensive alcoholic beverages than you. And you didn't want to like nickel and dime of like, okay, but I, my drink was only $5. All of yours were seven or something yeah. like that. I could see that, but that's not, it's not, it's the principle of one of the benefits of the reason why I wanted to also stop drinking is because I wanted to start saving some money. Mm-hmm. And I saw that a huge cost of mine every month was me going out. And especially when I would be drunk, I would get like super overly generous. And I was like, <laughs> I, I want to, I want to put that to a, to a halt that cannot continue on. That's hilarious. Yeah. I mean <laughs> that if that's happening, that would, really bother me yeah (laughs) I've never I've never once like stumbled across that or had that even be a thought of like something happening but I can't because it's the same thing as like if you went out and everyone ordered two appetizers but you don't eat appetizers so it's just like why am I paying for appetizers (laughs) but yeah that that just sounds really sloppy I would not enjoy that yeah and also I feel like a problem that always like this was before before I, I quit drinking. Um, I mean, things get like really blurry and complicated if it's like a bar tab then. And it's like, Oh, we're all out. Cause there's, there's definitely been situations where, um, if you're at like a bar for a game and you have like eight people at a table again in Chicago, it's like, you gotta just put it on one card. Mm -hmm. And then later people are like, okay, so what did everyone get? And then, people are 
maybe they even have like the memory of only having five drinks, but what actually happened was a lot different. And so that can also cause confusion and people aren't really clear of what they're responsible for and not responsible for. So again, that's just another benefit of like, I don't really need to worry about that anymore because everyone knows that none of those beers are mine. Sounds stressful. Let's move on to the next topic. <laughs> I'm <laughs> stressing extremely, myself. Out. It's <laughs> extremely stressful. Okay. Um, okay. This was another one that came up a couple of times. People who tell others that there's only one way to sobriety. Oh, yeah. That is kind of annoying when people like push, <laughs> push like <laughs> AA. The way that or, they did it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that is pretty annoying. Um, I feel like that's very like um, an old school way of thinking. I feel like we're really pushing that pet peeve so that it's more of a thing of the past. But I could definitely see maybe even five or 10 years ago. I'm sure this came up a lot. I think what people are confusing when they say stuff like you have to go to AA, AA is I think that what they really mean is you have to find a community. And and I okay. think that they I think that they word it the wrong way. Or it's it's maybe they don't even know communities exist outside of AA, but that's what my gut that tells me. That could definitely me. be it. That's what my gut tells me because I just hear a lot of people say like, you know, you have to go to like they're very very passionate about that and it's cool that it worked for them and it's cool that it worked for a lot of people. Um I guess I guess it worked. Like, I mean, statistically, don't only 5% of people that go to AA remain sober. I think that that's a oh, stat. I, don't know. I should okay. really Google that before I say that on the sobriety podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's first probably thing. smart. Sorry, guys. I guess we didn't really do our homework this week. <laughs> <laughs> we are winging it hard. Okay. Someone can research that later, but I believe that I heard that. We'll put a little like asterisk by that. Yeah for sure an imaginary asterisk and then another thing with that one is I feel as though that really casts an image that everyone gets sober for the same reason oh yeah and so if you're not getting sober for the same reason as the next person then how could you say that there's only way to get sober because it seems as though since everyone's situation is so different they're probably gonna their needs are gonna be a lot different yeah for sure like people that aren't necessarily addicted to alcohol it could be a bit overwhelming i would think to go to to communities where people are talking about everyday addiction like it, it would just be hard to relate to that i would think so um yeah i mean there's so many communities out there really i would like i mean online i wish there was more in-person community for sure but like there's so many communities you can definitely find your niche. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely have taken advantage of, you know, so many online communities yeah. and those, because I reached out to people online, I feel like that gave me more confidence than to seek more like in-person interaction, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, it can be, it can be scary, but it can also every everyone's situation is going to look so different. I made a list over here. I want to share one. Yeah. So 
this one is when someone reaches out about quitting alcohol, like they, they ask you about it and then it ruins the friendship. Like even if they're an acquaintance, okay. because like when they'll, <clears throat> they'll like be serious and like talking to you like every day for two weeks or something. And then they decide like, maybe they want to go back to drinking and then they sure. just never want to talk to you again because of the internal guilt. Yeah. I've experienced. And it's like, dude, I don't care. Like you can drink. I'm here to help if you want, but uh, we don't have to like never talk again. <laughs> that is exactly how I feel. And oh my gosh, I could definitely see that person's perspective. I definitely Oh, can. I think I've done that before. Yeah, I probably have been literally that person. Yeah. But at the same time, we of all people because we've lived it, we know <laughs> like we're not here to like judge that, that part of you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That one's tough. That one's really tough. I've, I've definitely had maybe two or three people go through that journey with me. Um, and it's just very, and I've done it with somebody else. So it's a very awkward thing because yeah, you, you literally talk every day for two weeks and then you just never talk again. And you have to watch their Instagram stories. Yeah, yeah. I wish it wasn't so like that because I also see the sobriety community as such a not black and white space anymore. There's such gray area. So I could see from the outside looking in, they'd be like, oh, I'm sure that person... I'm sure Julia doesn't want to talk to me anymore. She doesn't want to hear from me. And it's like, mm -hmm. okay, first of all, I know that online, it seems like my whole entire personality <laughs> is sobriety, right. but that's what it is. That is my online personality. That's not my personality. I'm, I have many more other things going on in my life. So on I'm that not note, just seeing you from that lens. I thought it was very interesting. I don't know the guy's name, but I think you saw the video where he was dancing and telling that story. He was like singing. I thought that was super interesting how he was like talking. Can I about, say, can I say his username or should I not? Yeah. Yeah. It's sober tryouts, sober tryouts. Yeah. So he made the video talking about how he wanted to quit. And this is a popular form of sobriety too, where people are doing like cocaine or they're doing like other drugs and they have to quit alcohol because alcohol gives them permission to do those other drugs. Like when they drink sure. and they, and he was just talking about how algorithms online force you to make something, your personality. And then he was just saying how make, maybe he wants to return to drinking or he has kind of been drinking. And he's like, mm -hmm. I'm finding like, I don't have a problem with drinking. I had a problem with drugs. And so like, that's just kind of another form of sobriety. Um, but I thought it was, honestly really cool and brave of him to to come out and say that because mm -hmm. i mean his his page has kind of turned into a sobriety page so i respect him for not living like a fake online life i'm so sorry one second but yeah i thought that was really brave of him to to like come out and and not live a fake life but um yeah just the 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 different forms of sobriety and all that like actually I don't know what the hell we were talking about I was just trying to mumble stuff until I remember <laughs> no 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 I saw I saw the same video and I had a very similar reaction because 
it is so unfair to from his audience looking in to just categorize him as one way and then he can never live any type of other life after that especially if what what if in the beginning of his sobriety in that season he really need to cut out all substances in order to get him in a really in a much better headspace yeah also who's to say if he does return to drinking and then maybe after a few months he decides you know actually i i did like it better when i had no substance since that's okay too i'm i really hate the um what's the word that i'm trying to think of like the ultimatums kind of of like you're all or nothing and i feel like that's very that comes from a very shame heavy point of view and in in my opinion i don't think that shame gets anybody sober i don't think shame keeps anybody sober i think the more we talk about things the more the more we just like lay everything out as it is i always feel like that's like the best route to go but yeah, like i, I always look at this as, i always look at this as just like i'm trying sobriety to see if i feel better this way and then i can like right. use the data points to be like do i feel better like this did I get promoted this way? Do I wake up feeling happier this way? Like using these data points to kind of make decisions for the future. Cause it is way too hard to say I'll never drink again. Like I can't say that that's, that's way too intimidating. It's too, it's too daunting. But mm -hmm. if I look at it this way of just like, I'll stay sober today. I can make these, you know, that's where challenges are great. 60 day challenge. You can use that as a data point to, to how you and so often I see it more and more every day it seems like someone is in sobriety but I didn't necessarily have a problem they just did a 30-day challenge and now they're on day 210 like that seems to be a lot more a lot more common lately and I'm I want to applaud anybody's you know 250 days sober whether that's the person that says they're never going to drink again or not. I'm still really happy for that person and for that 250 days. With that being said, sober tryouts, like he even put it in his little song. This is not him saying to go and reintroduce things into your life that you know, you should not be yeah. he absolutely not saying that. But at the end of the day, it's it's not his responsibility to keep his audience sober. It's right. the audience's responsibility to keep them sober if that's what they know that they need. Yeah. And it's a, it can be a lot of pressure when it, you know, on, on like Every, us and his side. Everyone's just sharing their own journey. Like if we told you what to do, you wouldn't respect us at all. You wouldn't follow us. Like you wouldn't no, listen anyways. Nobody likes being told <laughs> what to do. Like, so right. all we can do is just hop on and share our, our stories and our journeys and our experiences and, and that kind of segues into another one I had written down here where it says um, when people are struggling with alcohol slash have negative symptoms of drinking and they only try it for a very, they try sobriety for a very short amount of time and like then say they didn't notice any difference because you kind of got to give this thing time to work. Like I've, I've said it before, it's a compounding interest as far as the benefits but the first month your body is like 
you feel good when you wake up, I guess. That's like one way to word it. But the evenings are hell. Like that's what my experiences was. Like I was, I was not enjoying it at all in the evenings. It was very, I did anything I could to distract myself. So I don't think it's fair to give a, a very temp, like a, a short break and then just say like, oh yeah, I didn't notice any difference. Cause you wouldn't do that with the gym. Right. Exactly. These things take a good chunk amount of time in order for you to see slash feel any difference. And to piggyback off of like what you were saying about like maybe that first 30 days for you. Okay. So it sounds like maybe that first 30 days for you is like you like white knuckling it. Like you really like just trying (laughs) to get, to get through each day. It was, it was kind of tough, like especially during that evening portion. Whereas I, I would say like my pink cloud phase happened in my first 30 days and then things started to get a little bit rough after that. I went through mm-hmm. a portion of time where I was really romanticizing when I used to be drinking. And, you know, thankfully I got, I got past that. I didn't have any type of slip up at that point, but um, sorry, this is what, this is me saying like from my actual sobriety date. Um so yeah, I, I agree that that does bug me too, because yeah. I'll, okay. I also, especially hear the, I took one weekend off and I still had <laughs> Sunday scaries and I'm like, bro, no, <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 uh, that's not enough by any means. That's not enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's not enough. Yeah. And and that's probably where our different styles of drinking came into play too. Like with me drinking every night, I think the habit of eight years of doing that, it's like breaking that habit and the physical and mental dependency on that habit does not make for like an enjoyable weeknight or evening. Yeah. And um, I recently had a video kind of get a lot of views and it was me responding to the Andrew Huberman podcast about what alcohol does to your brain and your body. And I had multiple comments on that video being like, well, how long is a break? Like how long did he say the break was? And it's like, okay, but what, what long enough is for one person is going to be absolutely not long enough for the next. So there's no way for it, for this random person that has a podcast to tell you yeah how long it's supposed to be and that that podcast was shocking too with the small like i'm sure that did not make a lot of people feel great when he was like four drinks a week is like all it takes like woof. <laughs> but That's... he and i'm glad that he said it that way because it's um it gave me clarity and what i've been trying to tell you know, people in my close friends and family for this whole entire time is the quantity wasn't the problem. It was just whatever little quantity I was having was severely damaging the quality of my life. That was the issue. It didn't really have to do with the number. And he really solidified that. Right. He was saying it's even for my moderate drinkers, they can still have these significant negative effects. That's when it was scary for me. Like just some simple math. It's like he said four a week 
would impact you. And I was at 35 ish a week. That's like, mm. mm-hmm. not ideal. Yeah. He was saying like, <laughs> uh, maybe sit, he was saying there was one example. He was like, maybe, um, one drink a night with dinner and then like six drinks a night on Saturday. Uh-huh. And then people in the comments are like, okay, what about <laughs> one drink a night per dinner? And then 12 drinks on Saturday. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I think he's talking to you too. <laughs> <laughs> it's like very, yeah, that that's when you're like, Oh, this might be a sign. I, Cause I remember doing that being like, okay, mathematically, if I drink three tonight, and I don't drink till Friday, then I can drink. And that, that's probably where I should have. Here's your sign type moment. Yeah. And that's why a lot of people say that moderating made their life more complicated than yeah. they just weren't drinking at all. Oh, I agree with that for sure. Like moderating is exhausting and just trying to one moderating the drinks, but two, just like thinking and looking forward to the moment of when you get to drink it's like it's just exhausting you're like fixated on it yeah just exhausting okay I have one I wanted to bring up um somebody said when people complain to me about being hungover (laughs) does that happen to you (laughs) um no but I wouldn't say that but I mean, yeah, that doesn't really, the only, the only way that it bothers me is if it affects my life. So okay. say I'm like, I have plans with, and we've kind of talked about this. If I have like plans to play pickleball with you on Sunday morning, and then you you call me that morning, you're like, Hey bro, I'm hungover. I'm out. That would, that would be super annoying. But okay. if someone's just hungover and they're complaining about it, like, I don't really care. That's kind of their own thing. But yeah, if it's going to affect my life, then it's it's annoying for sure. Yeah, I think that I don't really, I don't care if someone's complaining to me about them having like any type of like physical hangover, because like my response to that is like, man, yeah, like I've been there. I feel <laughs> you like that sucks. Like, that. yeah, or just like have a Gatorade, take a nap. Like that's all you can do. Um, but what I maybe would think is more annoying is I do and I want to change this. This isn't something that I'm like proud of. I want to change this about myself, but I do get frustrated when I have someone that is coming to me sometimes and they are suffering. They're obviously suffering from like that emotional hangover that I talk about all the time. And they are telling me things along the lines of like, you know, my emotions are unmanageable. I can't, I can't control them. This is, you know, they're coming and they're coming to me and I'm, I'm, I'm trying so hard to be sympathetic and I, and I am being sympathetic to them, but I, I can't help, but, you know, think the thoughts in my head of, you know, you, you can't have both. If you're a person that's wired like me, Yes, of course, I would have loved to have nights where I could drink and not suffer that emotional hangover for the next two days. But for right now, for this, you know, for my 20s, at least it's really shown is that's just how I that's who I am. That's how I function. Yeah. 
Yeah, that I've actually, when you first asked that question, I, I guess I just thought to like my guy friends, um, but I've actually had this conversation with a couple women that I like went to high school or college with that where they just like might DM me or something because mm-hmm. they kind of know about the the thing and they'll, they'll they, they more so talk about like the emotional hangovers like, oh my God, I feel so bad today. Like I don't, but then it's like just also never happens, the sobriety aspect um okay so that that can be annoying because it's like do you just want to vent to me because I don't feel like I know you well and like it's not like you're my friend to where I want to like I'm here for you to vent I don't necessarily want to be like a vent Mm -hmm. like I don't know what the the description would be like I don't want people to come to me to vent about negative aspects of alcohol when they're not looking to change it because like well it's almost like they're looking they're they're reaching out to you in the first place obviously for advice and it's like well what advice can we give okay based off of our experiences when we felt as though our emotions weren't where they we wanted them to be and our confidence weren't where we wanted it to be we had to go ahead and take the sacrifice of stopping drinking and so that's what we you know, we can't really talk about anything else besides literally the thing that we have so far experienced in our life. Yeah. It's like, exactly. Like I'm, I'm down to give you advice. And like, it seems like you kind of understand what, what direction this needs to go. But like, if you just want to tell me about it, because you know, I relate, then like, I'm not really interested in having that conversation. Like you're not the person for that. You're not the role for that. Yeah. Cause like, it's not like we ever talk. You know, if right. you were my friend, then yeah, but like that'd be different. If yeah. we talk once a year because we swipe up on a story that, oh, you posted this from high school or whatever it might be, then uh-huh. I'm not I'm not really the one to like hear about how you're you're anxious because you drank last night and but you don't want to do anything about it. Like tell someone else I don't because <laughs> it's almost like if you don't want to hear the advice, then what would you say in that situation? Like, yeah, it does that. Yeah. like I don't I don't I just that's all you could say I don't want to be this the guy that's sober so I can just relate to you but yeah that that is kind of annoying Mm -hmm. Um, okay this one's similar but different from the first one um somebody said on that video when everyone orders a beer and I order a mocktail and the bartender makes fun of me as they drop it like the change in tone like there's a change in the tone then there was another one that said enjoying going out still with my friends and bartenders give me dirty looks when I or when I'm ordering just a water or a pop I haven't experienced it um yeah I don't think that I've experienced this necessarily but I've definitely internally felt guilty I was gonna for say not purchasing a more expensive drink okay so that's that's more where I'm in line and that's what I was gonna say is I'm not telling the person that said this that it's happened it's not they only know their experience but I could see maybe projection happening where if I were to order a, a soda I could see myself looking for any sign from the server that they were unhappy with me and maybe even making that up in my head that that they weren't or that they were mad at me or that they 
Um, but yeah, I, I haven't experienced that mostly because mocktails are fucking just as expensive as, as alcoholic <laughs> drinks and, um, NA beers are like five or six bucks at the bar. So like, I don't feel guilty about that. Um, I might, I for sure drink less, but like when I'm with my friends, I think that they more than carry the weight of, of running True. that tab up and, True. and taking care of it. So I don't really worry about that. Um, and yeah, like my friends was part of it. Your friends making fun of you or the server making fun of you. Was that what it was? Yeah. Like basically like the bartender giving off, I'm using air quotes, giving off like a bad vibe once you're not ordering uh, alcoholic beverage. Yeah. Yeah. I can't say I've experienced that. And, but on that note, I think it's cool. That my friends all like to try my, my NA beers. Like, Oh yeah. They're like, they want to try it. Yeah. So <laughs> I think that that's cool. And like, it's literally, if you like don't order in a beer, in a drinks, but you want to, but you just don't want to like, you think like, oh, it's, it'd be embarrassing. I don't know that I've even ever had anyone like kind of whip their head and look when I do it. And maybe I just hang out with the coolest cats. Like maybe that's. I think you have an awesome group of friends. <laughs> I don't think that they ever, and I'm like hanging out with new people now to like, you know, extensions of my friend group, but I started playing uh like sand volleyball with this new group i only know one player on the team but like we did go out after and and grab some drinks like with a couple of the new people that new people to my life and i ordered an na beer and like i don't even feel like they stopped watching the game like they just um that that's awesome because i definitely feel there was another um someone had stitched my video and they said that they've gotten before um when people see me drinking a non-alcoholic beer and they say what's even the point of oh, that that's mad annoying that's mad annoying i've had that happen to me yeah i haven't had that happen what was your response but it's not it's not it's not my friends it's like it's the it's the acquaintance of the night like it's like the friend of a friend like i'm, I'm freshly meeting this person no better and, way to start the relationship. That's for sure. <laughs> I would for sure say that to someone I don't know. It's like digging, them, <laughs> digging their grave. Um, yeah, I've definitely had people be like, what's, what's the point? And, um, but actually on this past weekend, I did have like a close friend of mine ask about, I, so we were at a brewery for my friend's birthday and my um, my lovely girlfriend like called to ask ahead of time, like, Hey, since you guys, like, it doesn't seem like you have non-alcoholic options. Can my friend bring her own? And they were like, yeah, of course. So I brought my own little cans of, they were like canned mocktails. And, um, I was just taking a glass from the brewery and just pouring it in. And, you know, I blend in with everybody, but I did have a friend, like was genuinely curious of, he didn't say the words, like, what's the point, but he was kind of like, what what is the like the difference of the like experience between like I guess like water and soda and then that I was like oh well you know I don't know about you but sometimes when I just ordered a a pop I kind of feel like a kid and he's like, like oh pops. yeah <laughs> he was like he but he he agreed he was like oh yeah like I could see that I could see that I was like yeah I still want a drink that has some type of complexity to it and I don't want it to just be soda, but I also don't want it to just be water. 
I want it to be like, okay, we're at a brewery right now. These drinks that you're drinking, someone put a lot of thought into exactly how your beverage is going to taste in your mouth. That's what I'm basically trying, like, I'm trying to have that same experience. I'm just doing it without the booze. And when I said it that way, he immediately understood exactly where I was coming from. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And, and that's interesting, too, because I haven't thought of it from that way. The way that I look at it is like I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to recreate the experience of what it norm- normally, quote unquote, would be like. So if I'm at a tailgate, I want to, you know, it's fun to be drinking in a beer like because it's it just kind of matches the experience, if that makes sense. Or if I'm at a, you know, if I were to go get cocktails with a friend, I don't want to just have a soda like one. I don't like soda too like it's fun to just have the the cocktail because well it makes you feel included it makes you feel included yeah it makes you not feel like you're for some reason somewhat the outsider of the group so that is definitely a better way of kind of masking that you guys are you know not doing the same exact thing yeah but you're kind of having the same exact experience right agreed yeah. Okay. How many? I have so many. So do you I'm want me do, just to do like one more? I'm gonna do one more. Then you can do one more. Okay. Um, I want to put some some blame on myself on on this one. So one of my sober pet peeves when I make up narratives in my head about what a situation is gonna be like without alcohol. So oh. if I'm like thinking about a concert, if I'm thinking about an event, if I'm thinking about you know, and I've done a lot of sober events over the past year like year and a half so just watching my brain make up all these scenarios is is just like a sober pet peeve of mine to that I mm-hmm. do to myself yeah and i think that it can be easy to kind of think worst case scenario instead of maybe being more optimistic about it yeah. <laughs> of maybe it's not going to be so bad. I definitely have done this before. I think I did it a lot more in like the beginning. I don't know about so much now, but maybe like my first six months, definitely. Mm-hmm. What I'm discovering for myself too, though, and this is more like database, not just my mind making up stories is I don't care for going out at night. And when I say night, I mean, 10 o'clock plus. Um, Mm -hmm. sober, just, I don't really care for it. It's people. I'm not on the same wavelength as others. Um, if they're drinking right? and it just, it doesn't like, I love going out during the day. Everyone can be drinking. Like there's just more activities, I guess, during the day, good weather bounce around, but I I am discovering like once it hits about 10 o'clock, I'm, I'm ready to go home. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's probably just because your energy level is just not where you want it to be. Yeah. And your body is telling you like, hey, you're done for the day. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, people are telling you the third for the same story for the third time. You're like, all right, probably, probably time. <laughs> when, the re- when the repeating starts, that's my cue to, <laughs> to probably go home. Yep. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay, this may be a good one to end on. 
someone said that they hate when they get the, so you're telling me you're going to be sober for the rest of your life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> As if yeah. it's a death sentence. <laughs> I, these are just all conver- I don't know what fucking vibe I'm giving off to where people do not ask me this stuff, but um dude it happens yeah i guess maybe on for me for me maybe on tiktok people will say that shit but i don't count half those people as real people if you say anything stupid to me i just don't think you're a real person (laughs) and i fucking mean that yeah i have the same mentality too if you say something stupid to me then you and you don't have a profile photo then like i just don't think you're a real person you're just some troll like getting off on like you're a computer or something yeah so um i mean i guess the the closest variation i've had to that would be like do you ever plan on drinking again mm-hmm. <laughs> that's i guess the closest to which right. i just answer i don't know that's way too big of a, a a thing for me to consider like for now no hopefully yeah. no right yeah i think that this was a hard thing for, it really wasn't a hard thing for me to accept. And I, and this isn't me like saying I'm never going to drink again. I'm, I, I don't want to make a blanket statement like that. Um, but I think it was more so hard for my, my closest friends to kind of mm-hmm. accept that this was at least at the very least indefinite. Like there was no end date. Whereas I, that's kind of how I was casting the the picture of what the situation was going to be like at first Mm -hmm. I was like there's going to be an end date things are going to go back to normal and then when that switched that's when they were like whoa so I got a question if you were to tell them that you wanted to start casually drinking again what would that look like I haven't asked my friends this but I've asked my boyfriend And he said something like, he's like, if we were in, if we were already out, we were in like a social situation and like you randomly were like, I think I'm going to go get a drink. He's like, I would not, I would not let you do that. Mm -hmm. I'd I'd probably like, I'd probably have us go home and you could think about it for a little bit longer. He's like, but if you maybe came to me on like a Monday and was like, hey, we have this thing coming up on Saturday. I think I want to start reintroducing alcohol into my life. He's, he'd be like, of course, I'd be supportive because that seems like something that you A, thought about, B, want. So like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be supportive of you. But I like that he said it that way because it's like, just because he maybe because he drinks, my boyfriend drinks. Maybe there is a part of him inside of him that's like, you know, it would be cool if like everyone doesn't like change. Everyone wants things to go always like I'm getting, I'm using air quotes again, back to normal. Mm -hmm. Um, But even with that in his head, he was like, I would not let you make any type of like rash decision because you've obviously put so much of your life into your sobriety. And so like, it's important. Right. Yeah. That's, that's an interesting thought experiment to run. (laughs) not that it's a helpful one by any means but (laughs) yeah I just know for like for right now I just like I just know that this is this is the way that it's supposed to be right now for sure yeah earlier this summer when I 
was dabbling, it was not comfortable with my friends. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, it was just like, you sure? Like, and then it didn't make it fun <laughs> to like, you know, I had like because they were five, probably worried about you. Yeah, it wasn't enjoyable. It was, and then I just knew I was playing with fire, you know, and then right, it wasn't fun. Not fun. <laughs> well, cool. Let's do one more, but we have to answer or we have to respond in 10 seconds or less each. Oh, God. <laughs> so like I have to find one for me? No, you can just say one and then we can both give thoughts in less than 10 seconds. I don't know why I just said that. I just want to hear one more. Okay. This last one will be when I'm talking to someone on a dating app and their their only option for a first date is to go and get drinks. That was a pet peeve of this girl. You give me that one for 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just feel like a lot of people experience this. Um, swipe left. <laughs> I would, I would literally be like that. That is a red flag. Yeah. And maybe, maybe you could offer the person space for like one more chance of like that. You know, a I don't drink. Kind of basically being like try again. Mm-hmm. And then if they give you any type of kickback, then you know left <laughs> yeah like, you do oh. not want that person in your in your life maybe i misunderstood the prompt are they saying like when they ask you for their date the date they're like hey you want to go grab drinks well basically like if if you're talking to a person and maybe that person is the first one to bring up the idea of you guys hanging out in person mm-hmm. and that's the only option that they give you oh yeah i think they deserve a second chance actually because it's yeah, I, I think they deserve a second chance because maybe they're just trying to, a lot of people don't like to m- make decisions, you know? So if I'm like, it, it'd be the same if, if I were to ask someone like, hey, do you want to go grab coffee or do you want to go to dinner? Like, they would mm-hmm. be like, oh, fuck, I don't know. So like, maybe I could right. see that that's how they're like, hey, do you want to grab okay. drinks? And then sure. if you say like, oh, I actually don't drink, but like, I'm happy to go get a mocktail with you. Like, that could be a very appropriate response. And maybe they're like, cool. That's or maybe they're true. like, because maybe they just don't know. And, 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 and a lot of people never even, yeah, 10 seconds. <laughs> a lot of people never <laughs> think about, uh, about other people necessarily having problems with alcohol. Like at my job, we, I'm in sales. And a lot of the time that we'll close a deal or something, we'll send like a gift to the prospect. And a lot, I would say 90 per, or like a lot of the reps will send wine. Like, mm. so the, the other person doesn't have a choice. There's just wine coming right. or an example. It's such a default. It's just the default. Yes. It's a default. And people don't think like, oh, what if this person has a problem? It's just not a thought. Right. Or like when I went to Austin, what kind of kicked off my whole thing was like, I, I roll up to the Airbnb and there's just a bottle of wine on the counter. And like, I had already been thinking like, it's summer now. Like I've, I'm at two, I'm almost at 300 days. Like, I mean, the devil was creeping, you know, the devil was creeping. And then <laughs> I right walk in <laughs> to an Airbnb with a bottle of wine and an opener right there. And so, yeah, people just, and I'm not necessarily saying it's like their fault, but they're just not aware of it. So to, to ask, and 95% of people do drink. So it's, 
it's mm-hmm. kind of, I see it as a fair ask, but you're also more than fair to challenge them on it. Yeah. Open the space, give them a second chance. But if they really push it at that point, oh, you yeah. don't want that person in your life. Weirdo. Absolutely not. Weirdo. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll wrap it up. Another pet peeve of mine, actually, that I just thought about is on the dating apps when they, uh, all their prompts are about, about alcohol. Like I bet you can't. And then people complain about us saying sobriety is our whole personality. (laughs) I'm like, bro, your whole in real life personality is surrounded around booze. There are a lot of like prompts where it's like, I bet you can't drink more margaritas than me. Um, ideal first date margs and talk it's just like everyone is which is cool like the, at least you're fine in your match but i don't know all right <laughs> we gotta bail before i just go on another <laughs> another rant all right peace bye guys